things back up and running here hey everybody welcome to another episode of politically miscorrect i think we're on number 16 today that's uh quite the feat i'm not sure i really am not sure what everybody's gonna be talking about today Uh, i know everybody's got their notes in front of them uh so you know with further ado uh obviously to the left of me let me see if i got this right nope there we go there he is, Mr. Prophet McFly. What up, what up, what up, y'all? You know what you're going to talk about today? Obviously. All right, cool. All right, and then we got Ethan. What's good? All right, and then, uh, Ethan, you got any topics that you want to hit on today? Oh, yeah, All for right. sure. Awesome, and then we got the Bens. We got both Bens here today. We got <laughs> Mr. Happy to be back Mr. Again. Ben Kern and uh, Mr. Ben Olson. Go ahead, Ben. That's me, right. Ben Olson. <laughs> hey, you, uh, what you going to be talking about today, man? Um, I don't know, whatever. I'm kind of just wanting to see where the topic flows and jump in wherever. All right. I got to switch these back and forth. So, Ben? I've kind of got a few ready. Um, just bullet points and stuff that's going on. So, All right. Perfect. Well, let me, uh, we, we switched all of our cameras around, so all the buttons are different now. So, uh, you know, before uh, we get this whole thing started, we got to thank our uh, sponsor for today, uh, Executive Properties. So, uh, you know, we've got the, got the hat, Mr. Grocco, you know, thank you for everything that you do. Uh, so if you've been putting off that remodel or something new around your house long enough, let Executive Properties get it done. Executive Properties does all types of commercial and residential work. Kitchens, bathrooms, doors, siding, concrete, cabinets, trim, tile. Well, you get the picture. Uh, executive Properties will take the time to listen to what you want done and they will do it right. With over 30 years of experience, let boy, uh, Barry Romer and the crew take care of you. Always offering senior and referral discounts and willing to work with any budget. Uh, for all your general contractor needs, call Executive Properties at 701-330-1273 or check out their website, www.executiveproperties.org. Uh, and make sure to check out their reviews on Facebook and Google. You'll love their work. Executive Properties, your one-stop tump company that can do it all. Uh, yeah, we know these guys personally, and they do awesome work. So, you know. If you have anything, I mean, now that uh, spring is around the corner, I think, and you would know, there's all kinds of remodels and everything going on. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy in the real estate right world right now. I mean, just a tidbit of it, like there's 700,000 homes on the market this time last year. The, t- the year before that, there was 800,000 homes. The year before that, there was 900,000 homes. Right now, we have 300,000 homes roughly available on the market nationwide, which is crazy. That sounds Absolutely crazy. If I knew anything about realty. Yep. Now you know. Now you know. Now you know. <laughs> All right. So uh, who wants to get this thing jumped off? I will. Uh, All right. Here we go. So it's been a wild, crazy week. Um, welcome to the show, Ethan. It's nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you, too. Um, 
How was you guys' week? What were you guys up to? Anyone do anything interesting? Notable? Nope. <clears throat> Epic? Noteworthy? <clears throat> no movies? No making it rain? Nothing? Just worked. I, I would, but I don't know if I should get into it. Get into it, man. The mass <laughs> band is up. I know, I know you're excited about that. So. Well, I joined a band this week. Oh, what's up? What's it called? Yeah. Um, right now, we're called Out of This World. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I don't... I don't you, it's a working name. Are you working out of a garage right now? Yeah, my friend's garage over on the north end up by Mill Road. Okay. So I'm, I'm not talented uh, instrument-wise, so I guess I'm, I'm singing. But uh, we got a drummer, and we got two guitarists, and we've been rocking out the last couple nights. So, yeah. Yeah, something fun, something new. Speaking of music, uh, District 6 has a new song out. It's called Moonwalking. Make sure you guys check it out on every DSP. He wishes he could be here, but, you know, rappers have to rap once in a while. So. <laughs> Very good song, actually. You've I, heard it before? Yeah, yeah, I listened to it uh, as soon as he announced it on his Snapchat. Dope. Really good song. Go check it out. Dope. Well, Ben, why don't you tell us why we got Ethan here? What's going on with that? Yeah, so uh, Ethan and I have known each other for a while. We go way back to the soccer days, uh, back in like fourth grade. And um, I know Ethan has helped out on a lot of campaigns. Maybe we could just talk about that. I know he's been slandered a lot on his campaigns and just thought we could go over some of that, some of the current news and just stuff about Ethan. Get to know you a little better. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, yeah, so what, uh, yeah, I don't know. Tell us about yourself, Ethan. So I'm currently 20 years old, and I'm a student at Iowa State. I was a collegiate runner for a while, but then I hurt my hip and ended that. I've been politically, politically, politically active for a while. I've worked for Claire Coy as a campaign manager, and I've worked for Trump's campaign. I've also done, like, Randy Fenstraw's uh, uh, sorry, state house run, not state house, uh, state rep. I'm so, uh, House of Representatives run. I worked on his campaign as well. And yeah, so that's about me. Nice, nice. So yeah, Ethan's got a lot of campaign experience. Um, what, what would you say is the most time-consuming thing about helping someone with a campaign? I would say it is... Uh, just phone calls and uh, having the person being exposed, and that's a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. So it's basically just like a full-time job. Yeah. Yeah. How many hours would you say you were putting in? Uh, like, were you first, heavily involved? Huh? Were you heavily involved? Uh, yes, I was. Yeah. Yep. Well, we knew uh, Claire Corey. On, she's been on the show a couple of times. I mm-hmm. actually got uh, one of her sweaters hanging up right there in the studio. Uh, yeah, and she won because she was on the show. Yeah, that's the- oh, we're we're gonna go with that. That's the that's, that's definitely why she won. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we have a we have a track going here because uh, all the people that like the racers that have come on, they've all won. All the yep. you know the sports teams, they've won. Yeah, all the politicians. GFBS is just fueling everybody's success. Yeah. I mean, you can live GFBS is success. Honestly, like yeah. you just come on here and boom, you're you're famous, you're successful. It's perfect. Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> All right, so yeah, this is a lot of buttons to try to keep track of now. Do you want Ben and I to just like share a mic? Would that be no, no, you, no, you know, you guys are fine. Like, okay, I, I just you know, it's you like did, it's like did. a video game. Just give me a little bit of time, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'll be a pro at this in, in no time. All right, so back to there, back to there, and there's Mr. Pro. 
<laughs> hey, oh, you know what? Where's Katie? Katie, where are you at? <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh. I'm not the camera turned off. I'm not kidding you guys. Oh, wait, scene, hold on. So. Oh. Yeah, no, here we go. Uh. <laughs> Struggle bus. No, it's not on. Come on, Katie. What are you doing over there? <laughs> there I am. There. Oh, here she comes back. Say hi to the ki- say hi to everybody, Katie. Hello, everyone. All right. Hey, let's get into a topic. What's the first one? So there's this new trend going around. Um, it's called super straight. And basically it's like being regularly straight, except you are not uh, attracted to transgenders. So it would mean that I'm like, if I was super straight, I would be, which I am. <laughs> if I was, that means that I would like women who were born women. And I would not be attracted to men who have gotten a gender change. Yeah, so, that's called being straight. That's what I thought too. Honestly, well, one one thing that the Todd, the Urban Dictionary, I just pulled it up right now. Urban Dictionary says, when you are heterosexual, but you're only attracted to the person that was that was born the opposite gender, and the description is women. Well, woman says I'm trans, and the man says I'm super straight, so we can't date. <laughs> which you know, of course, which of course you know is a really nice thing to say to somebody instead of saying no, thank you. You know, you just say no. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, that's something that there's another definition. <laughs> um, yeah, there's some good ones out here. Oh, another one that says a transphobic B word that thinks too highly of themselves. Mm. Yeah, nice. Yeah, there we go. That didn't take very long to find. That was the third definition. I wonder who wrote that one. I bet they are a very, very happy person. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen the, the anime? It's uh, produced by Michael B. Jordan. It's called Genlock. Have you guys ever seen that before? It's a really cool anime. Nope. So, no, and I love anime. I, honestly, I'm like I, I, well, it's, I it's, was huge into it back when it was those, cool. Like, new ones is kind of like um, it's not actual animation; it's like computer animation anime. But it's still oh, I don't. Like, I like the old cartoons. You know, like the uh, Ghost in the Shells, the Akira. It looks like Ghost in the Shell, but it's yeah. like the, you have to check it out. Anyway, I'm getting off my point. So <laughs> there's hey, uh, really, qu- really quick, best anime ever made. Transformers the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and, no. Transformers the movie, the cartoon version from like the the nineties. Seriously, the cartoon like the drawings and everything in there, it's it's absolutely amazing. As I've an artist, like, it's ones. crazy. Right now I'm back on the Kara, but it, it depends. Depends what type of mood I'm in. I have like kitty ones I'm not gonna say on air. Yeah. Um, Anyone. Anyways. So and, and Ben's Genlock, over there with tentacle monsters. <laughs> there's a there's a character called Vivian or Viv or something like that. And uh like episode three, one of the guys is hitting on her and they go into like a VR world because it's in the future and everyone's like player one kind of. And then her avatar is male and they're like, oh, you game as a guy. She's like, no, I live as a guy too. I was born one. I just go back and forth. We're about close to that technology, the level of genetic manipulation we have that you won't be able to tell if someone's trans or not in 10 years. So enjoy it while you can. Be super straight while you can because that, that time limit is, is coming. It's really soon. I mean... The surgery, I'm not even talking about the surgery. I'm talking about the difference between that, that, that difference you're talking about is a chromosome. Yeah. If we can make fish and watermelon have fish chromosomes and pears have apple chromosomes and we have cloning of goats and human beings, you don't think they have the ability to turn a man into a woman or are very close to? Yeah. And I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm just one of those people who I don't really care what people do. 
I mean, I really don't. Like, if you want to go out and you want to do whatever you want to yourself, I don't really care. I mean, like, it's up to you. If you want to, if you want to go and you want to transition from being a man into a woman, that's that's fine with me. I'll be for me. I don't have anything to do with that. That's your life. But then I don't really like the standard that we all have to conform to less than 1% of the population when realistically, you know, the harms of conforming to those type of ideologies might be worse than actually just living our lives and going on. Cause we have to remember there's been trans people forever. You know, there's always been trans people, you know, there's always no, yeah, been exactly, people, you know what exactly. I mean? So it's like, I think now we've gone past the point of acceptance into a point of forcing it down everyone's throats, whether you like it or not. Yeah. And that's what I disagree with. And that's what I'm saying. Like there hasn't been actual acceptance that we're not even at that point yet. And I, think I don't think so. I think if we're, we're, been, if we're forcing it down people's points, throats then culturally right. consciously we haven't reached the point of tolerance and acceptance where it's something that doesn't have to be forced down well throats. well i mean i but think I what being know. forced down the throats is like if a man competes in a woman's sport right if a biological man competes in a in a all-female sport that is a detriment to the females in that sport that's what i'm saying like that's what the cram down i'm talking about the cram down i'm talking about is forcing people to accept your idea of gender when when gender well, is is not really quickly what i want to say is i want to know what you guys who are watching all y'all on facebook and youtube are thinking you can call in at 701-213-0863 thank you and ethan you you look like you had something to say there yeah so it also an issue is we see parents shoving it down their child's throats. There's been multiple, multiple lawsuits and legal problems where a mom doesn't like their son, so they want them to become a woman. Oh, it God, I didn't even Texas. thought about that. That's yeah, it's really bad. That's I mean, I think it's, I think it's immoral to, to force children to take hormone blockers before they're 18. Yeah, I agree. I mean, just like I think it's equally as immoral to to do anything other to children because you know what they're children mm-hmm. right and we have to remember like i'm 25 i'm not the same person i was even when i was 22 let alone when i was 18 let alone when i was 12 i mean i'm, I'm there's there's not even i'm not even the same person anymore hardly with that they don't even know the birds and the bees yet so why force yeah. gender down and i understand I mean, people cap. being confused that's cap that's cap we have like little five-year-olds have girlfriends now they do know the birds and the bees i'm sure there's 10 year olds with pornhub accounts like let's not let's not play in that well, but that doesn't area. make it right though. It, no it's not but but we're in that level like i said of intolerance yeah. and in education so the degree which of i guess acceptance that you want happens after people become extremely tolerant of everything in my opinion but again if you have a different opinion you can call in at 701-213-0863 Ben, it looks like you have something to say. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I, uh, I agree with Ben 100%. Like, I've kind of followed the same, uh, the same direction as Ben Shapiro has, basically. So I'm not going to go out of my way to misgender someone because like, I'm not a dick. Like, I'm, not, I'm not just going to like, purposely do it if I'm talking or if I'm out to dinner with a transgender person. I'm not going to purposely misgender them. But <laughs> if we are talking in a general sense about can men be women and can women be men at this current time? No. And if you want to talk about like changing DNA and stuff, I'm not for a change in DNA, but I suppose we can see how that goes with technology and advancement in the future. But I'm not one for genetic modification personally. Unless it turns me into like Superman, like then I'm, Ooh. then I'm cool. Like if I can start flying and like, you know, crashing through buildings and stuff, I'll, you, I'll you might've just changed I'll my be. mind. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be a little bit more about like the I'll be hitting that CDC reference about the zombie apocalypse. I get it was a joke, but like still, it was not bad taste, bro. It's not funny. Wait till not, the vaccine is rolled out at the right in, like time. a year or two, and then you know what I mean? Like hit us with that joke. Walking Dead's not even a good show anymore. Like bad, this is bad timing. I wouldn't mm-hmm. even care if it gave me like a wart. 
Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. You know, superhuman abilities. Ethan, you just, Ethan, you just we'll got take vaccinated, it. didn't you? Yeah, I just recently was vaccinated. Oof. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I felt like crap today, but I feel better now. And I guess I had it. I was tested positive, but I didn't really have any symptoms. So. Oh, yeah. You got, you got to love those COVID tests. Didn't uh, yeah. what, what country was it? Like the prime minister tested on like different fruits and he just he tested on a bunch of random stuff and they all showed up COVID positive. What, what country was that? I don't I'm not sure, but I do know China. 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 It's huge. OK, China's it's been huge. China's been uh, using uh, anal tests. Of those people leaving the testing sites, clenching their butt. But like, it was so funny. You saw them walking out and they're like, ooh, ooh, you know, because you know that they just got that up the butt. You know, I don't know. I, I'm generally of the opinion. I feel the same way about a lot of things as a conservative. Just leave me alone. I just want to be left alone. I feel the same way about masks. I feel the same way about, about lots of controversial topics, actually. I actually feel the same way more, more or less about abortion, too. I'm pretty sure that's how you know, like, I don't care. Feel. They just want to be left alone. I, just want, I mean, I just want to be left alone because I think the individual does matter. Like, I think your own individual choice in life does determine your success versus, you know, the external factors controlling everything because eventually you come to your own your own point of agency where you have to realize that, okay, I'm in control now. I'm doing my own life and I, I don't want to be subject to the whims of whoever thinks they know better than me. Cause I don't think the government does know better than me. You don't watch the news. You I, need, try, I avoid to watch the, news. the news. I because, avoid the because news. Then you can get hypnotized and, and get into their lock hold. At least that's my opinion. I just, I just feel like the bigger, the bigger question, you know, for some of these things is like, you know, what, what do we want the government to actually help us out in in life, and what do we actually think is is the necessary role, you know? And I don't think the government's role is there to tell me whether or not I should wear a mask, for example, only because I don't think the government always knows what's best for each individual person. And I think the way that you help, the way that you help society grow is by is by taking care of the individual, right? I and mean, I if you in the if you start thing, classifying people into groups, that that's a divide and conquer, right? I would say in the math thing, it's because it's become politicized that you think that um, the same thing happened in the 1920s. You can go back and look at newspapers; people fought it, complained about it when the Spanish flu happened. Eventually, they wore it and then it went away. So, I well, mean, I don't it think it even. It I did, it Actually, masks. Actually, hold on. I'm gonna. I have to pull up this study. The CDC actually just uh, just released something a few days ago about COVID that actually said that places that Im, uh, impose mask mandates actually only see uh, saw a decrease in COVID of about 0.5 percent within the first 20 days, and I think 1.8 percent within the first uh, 100 days. So, mask mandates don't work. The same South, CDC. South the same CDC. That we just agreed that it had bad taste in the zombie joke. Is who you're quoting now? Hey, they might have bad taste in that press I'm, release I'm, as well, but I'm, I mean, I'm quoting so, the same CDC who's been basically running the policy of the United States the last like year and a half. Well, it was the WHO until our previous administration, until basically, they were controlled by China. CDC has oh, been like yeah, that, that the stuff. wind; it's gone one way, then it's gone the other way, and then it's blown to the left and it's blown to the right. Well, and that's how it's been with school it's reopenings. I mean, school reopening is yeah. a perfect, perfect example. The CDC director goes out and they say, you know what? There's no reason schools shouldn't be open right now. That's what the CDC director said on national television. And then, then, then circle back Jen Psaki goes on and says, oh, well, you know, that's her personal opinion. Her personal opinion. Um, is she not the head of the CDC? You know, and when I'm looking at the numbers for COVID across the country, there's really no reason all schools shouldn't be open. Schools stayed open in Europe. 
Schools stay open in Israel. Schools stay open all over the world. We're the only ones who really shut down schools. You know, that was a really dumb policy. Because what happened was that it rely, it made people rely more on the government dole because they couldn't work because they had to take care of their kids. But at least Biden's um, administration is diverse. At least we have Yeah, that. I mean, at least there's That's a woman. That's not true. That's not like 100% true. There are a bunch of places. Um, where was it in Australia? They shut down for 110 days. And if you look at videos of Australia now, they're not arguing about masks because life has returned to normal. They're well, but they're an island full. nation. I mean, to compare us to, to, to any other island nation is not really a fair comparison. You no, know, it's like, not. It's, it's, it's sad that a larger group of people with more resources were less, ability, less able to follow through with leadership or led properly to execute plans. Well, That's, like kids in cages right now. I mean, they're filling, those, they're filling the cages full with kids right now, but then they won't open schools. You know, really what's happening with the schools, in my opinion, is the teachers' unions. And I know that that's an unpopular opinion, but I really don't believe that that there should be public sector unions that barter against the interests of taxpayers and students. I mean, that's exactly what's happening right now is that there was an email or there was a Facebook post on one of the private groups out in a school district in California that said that if anybody's planning to go on spring break, please don't post any photos because it's really hard to justify not in-person learning when we're, when we're taking photos on vacation. I mean, yeah, that's literally what, that's literally the narrative. I mean, that's literally what's happening right now. And I'm not saying all teachers feel that way. I know lots of teachers who'd love to be back in the classroom because they understand that in-person teaching is important. They also understand the lives of their kids are important and don't want to hedge. But kids life. aren't dying from this statistically, right? The majority of people yeah. who have died from this are over 65. My favorite teacher yeah, when I was sorry. in high school retired my junior year because she was over 65. So Yeah, and, and the, I think the average amount of... Uh, comorbidities uh, in each death was like 2.8. So basically, if you're really old and you're really unhealthy, then that's when you really have to be afraid of this thing. But if you're 19, 20 and you're healthy, zero reason that we should be locked down. Mm-hmm. Absolutely for sure. zero. For sure. Except for that one person our age that has needs a lung transplant now, right? And they need to stay home. Okay. How would you know that until you get COVID no, see, and need the lung transplant? But this is the thing. They, no, we if we know go back pre-existing okay. conditions. Let's... Like, let's Okay, so like, let's just let's talk about freedom for a second. So we know that you can't have freedom and safety at the same time. I've, uh, Why can't you have that? They they go they're literal opposites. You can have one, but you can't have the other. You like you can't have both at the same time. So there's a reason that speed limits on the highway are 75 and they're not 25. All right, you have to take in that risk. You have to look at the risks and the rewards. You say that's not how speed it, limits are set. No, they're no, set no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. engineers that determine no. the safest amount the speed can the cars can travel at before. And there's also behavioral engineers that account for how much people are going to speed, and they set a number based on. Yeah, that. right. But wouldn't it be more safe if if we were just talking about safety here? Wouldn't it be a lot safer to just make the highways 25, or should the people have the liberty? That's not the purpose of a highway. Fast? The purpose of the highway is to go faster to travel a longer distance fa- quicker. Exactly, but it's a lot more dangerous, isn't That's it? That's why I twenty nine doesn't run down the middle of but, the town. But, but it's a lot more dangerous, it's right? I'm outside. just talking about public safety here. Like, if we really want to focus on public safety, let's make all the highways 25. We're going to save a lot more lives that way. If people crash at 25, they're a lot more likely to survive it than if they're crashing at 75. I know, I know what you're doing here. But people should be able to choose the risk and the reward. So, so if that's look, the case, then, then we can just wait, go on, to public on, transportation on, on, entirely, on. right? We don't need cars at all. No, wait, right? hold on. No, so no, that's your logic, right? So if cars are so dangerous and everyone gets in accidents, let's just skip to Nick's airplanes and everyone just rides trains, right? Let's play no, 1920 exactly. That's my point. People choose their risks and their rewards. I know that if I get in my car, I could get in a crash and I could die. 
But I look at and my you wrist. You don't and I say, have to take a no. highway everywhere. You can take a local road or a service can, road and go to lower fin- speed. No, can I finish? Like, like I'm you trying know, to just. Uh, you're trying to make a point, point but you're making a point by making uh, an extremist example that's not practical in actual life. The purpose of a highway, the reason why humans create highways, is because it's relative to distance. You can get hit by a deer doing 25, doing 80, doing 90, and you can still die. Your life is a gamble. Human bodies are extremely fragile. So to say that driving at a safer speed because it saves more people, no, it depends on how people drive and how they're conditioned to drive, driving defensive driving, driving laws. That's why in certain countries they don't have speed limits because the consciousness in that country, the way people are taught to drive in that country, they can drive safely at 100. They can drive safely at 200. They see someone coming behind them doing that speed and move out the way. We don't have that. We have road rage in America and other problems. So don't, like, divert the actual... Actually, the reason we have um, roads is because corporations push for it. Like we, like other countries, yeah, that's the reason why we have roads because corporations lobbied for it, and so cars. There was no public safety in there. They pushed that propaganda. I never. He he's the public safety argument. I'm not saying that public safety and. Which you call it are two mutually opposing Venn diagrams. They overlap. There's a lot of overlap. They're also two different things. I think the bigger conversation for me, I, I mean, I understand both sides of what both of you guys are saying. I think the bigger thing for me is, you know, do I need somebody who doesn't even know me trying to tell me what I need to do for my life? You know, I think that kind of makes me the most like upset is like if I'm 25 years old and there's statistically I have really no risk for this virus, why am I required to wear a mask? You know, and I know, understand that other people may have that risk, but I think we're at the point now where, like, now we have a vaccine that that lowers your risk of death to one tenth of one percent when you take the vaccine. I mean, you know what I mean? So it's like at this point, now a year ago, this would be a totally different conversation. I would totally agree with you, Prophet. You know, we need to mask up, we need to lock down, we need to slow the spread, we need to make sure the hospitals didn't overreach I, capacity. I agree with you. I totally agree. And we need to protect the vulnerable because we two had two to no, five years to make a vaccine. So whatever shit they're giving y'all in those syringes, <clears throat> like I said. Well, I mean, be, it's been proven scientifically effective. So I mean, the party, I mean, the party of science is really telling me that. that you the know why they do trials work. for when the errors happen? We okay, seen so, the then, errors so, yet. so then, so then, tell me, tell me why the effectiveness is so good. You ever seen that one Hollywood episode? I mean, Hollywood Halloween episode of The Simpsons when uh, I think it's Mr. Burns. Is it Mr. Burns? Mr. Burns. And he makes <laughs> a joke Mr. about LASIK Burns. and then everyone's eyes stop popping that had LASIK surgery because we didn't know what happened after 20 years because we don't have enough volume of science on it. Okay. Yeah, but that was a Simpsons. Take it, I know, but they, they tend to be right about a lot of things. And let's take an 18th month uh, RNA coded thing into your body with a bunch of I'm not even getting. We had an episode. We talked about that. I'm just saying. I, you guys only want to <laughs> like, know my opinions on this yeah, vaccine like, right now. Whatever. Pray to your guys when you take it. I, I wish you luck, homie. <laughs> I mean, I just think about it this way. Like, if you want the vaccine, take it. If you don't want it, don't take it. If you want to wear a mask, wear it. If you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear it. If you want to go out in public mm-hmm. and, and want to socialize because you miss that, then wear a mask and socially distance. And if you really have those kind of ailments where you can be out in public because you're worried about getting coronavirus, then you need to stay home. I know people who have cancer and they decide that they need to stay home during chemo treatment because that's what they're... That's what their doctor has recommended, and that's what they're doing. See, I, I totally agree with you on all that, except I'm going to take it to the next level because this is the one that like, just irritates the absolute hell out of me. Get them off the kids. There's yeah. no reason. They lifted the mask okay. mandate. Why are the kids still going to school and having to wear the masks and do all this BS? The kids don't get sick. So I know the reason to that because the unions have been pushing this false narrative that teachers are in danger, but that's not true. That's fake news. Most of the teachers are in their 20s. 
in and, grade schools. And kids aren't spreading it to adults as fast as adults are spreading it to adults. Like, mm-hmm. there is zero reason for schools not to be open. Okay, okay so here, I, I mean, this is my, what's, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the word. So I don't want to put my foot in my mouth here is what I'm getting at. But you have the, the teachers that, you know, we're protecting them because they might get somebody else sick. Well, those teachers aren't going to school, and most of them are in their 20s and 30s. I'm pretty sure they're probably going to the bars, mm-hmm. you know? And they're also being, like, they're on paid leave, so they literally have one job, I mean, and that job is to teach uh, As a DJ, I'm argue that they weren't even going to the bars. I would say they were going to Walmart and Hugo's and other places where people meet in mass and don't, like... Yeah, exactly. Also, that reminds me. I was at Walmart. Like a few days ago, don't know why I told myself I was going to stop shopping there, but <laughs> Me too. but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I can't I can't avoid the prices. Honestly, they're too good. But um, no, I was thinking move to China. Was, it gets better. I was I was standing in the uh, in the self checkout line, and I just thought to myself, we close small businesses for this. This is stupid. There was I was in line for about ten minutes. Like the place was packed. We're closing small businesses. Forcing everyone to go to like certain areas. Can I do this one, Paul? Welcome to Walmart, nineteen year old. It's always like this. Twenty five years from now, Christmas Eve, it was, they hire four people. Three of them had in the back, and one person pretends to be a manager. I'm joking. I'm joking. But that's kind of how it is. <laughs> like, I, like, I used to actually. Okay, so here's the story. I used to work at Walmart. Yeah, the kind of, I used to work there. If you guys can believe that, I was so poor so poor in like 2016 in college and I had lived right next to the Walmart and I'd walked in there many times and I saw the sign. I thought, Oh my gosh, $12 an hour. Like I'm broke. Like this sounds great. So I applied, went through all this training. It was a bunch of BS. And then (laughs) the worst part about it is I had to go to work at 4 AM until two. So that was hard. You know what I mean? Like for a college student, that's really hard to do it. But I'll tell you what, that place is full of real people who actually have really good jobs and really good lives. And like, it does make the corporation itself. Like I know people hate on Walmart and whatever, but like the people I worked with for the most part, that was their job. I mean, that was their life. They took I mean, it seriously. Yeah. They took it very seriously and it was very serious to them. And the manager there too, he took his, he took his store very and, seriously. And I wasn't trying to like no, make fun no, of the manager. But I know what you but mean. Like, but in the cities, in but I Fergus think that Falls, we, I agree. on the way in between, like, right. and it's because the, how corporations work. Uh, Amazon's done the same right. thing. We just don't know it. And I think if we want to, <laughs> I, I, I would, I stopped going to Walmart because I don't like going there because I don't like how they do business anymore. I don't. I decided that I'm stopped going to go to the businesses that I don't really like. And like that takes a lot of dedication and effort to do that. It takes it's really hard to not go into Target. Because I don't like Target. I don't like their values. I don't like that they that they hurt small business in my community. I'd rather buy anything I can buy at Target from somebody local if I can. That's the only way we can really defeat it is if we look inside ourselves and say to ourselves, look, you know what? I really don't like this values of this company. So I'm gonna look like Disney Plus. Or, you know, I, or just I direct to, it's just really direct heartbreaking to for me that there's a local grocery store that's literally like three blocks away from my house, and I got to go all the way across town because I won't do business with them anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's so here's my thing: more it has, choice. It's, it's direct to consumer, though. A lot of these brands, a lot of the things that you like to buy, you can buy it from that brand directly. You don't have to go. Walmart's a middleman. Target's a middleman. I mean, not always. Sometimes they sign exclusive deals, and the only way you can get that stuff is at that store. But right, yeah, but I don't want to like I don't want to wait four days. To have something be shipped in the mail, that, when that's I can just go to okay. Walmart. That's the moral compromise, right? Yeah. Like, it's either you're going to wait and pay that time, pay your time in equity, or you're going to 
not and exactly. get it right away. And also, like tying it back to COVID, I can also make my decision whether or not I want to go out or if I want to stay home. Mm-hmm. True, true, so, true. Again, going back to the whole freedom thing, that's why I think everything should be open, and it should just be up to the individual to decide what's yeah. best for them. Oh, yeah. I, I was saying that right from the get-go. I said, you know, you have, they say you have to wear a, a mask to shop here, and if you don't want to, we have curbside. Right. And the whole time I was just like, why isn't it the other way around? I, well, if you don't want to come into the store with uh, with people that aren't wearing masks, then you get curbside. Why so, the hell am so I going to penalize? This, this is the moral of the story, what happened to me. Um, around October, I was shopping, and I had pulled my mask down because I was on the phone, and I was in the aisle by myself. Nobody around me. It was probably like 8 o'clock at night, you know, kind of closer to closing. Nobody was there. And an employee walked by. I was in the middle of the aisle, and then he stopped and walked back and came all the way down the aisle this empty aisle to tell me to put my to tell me to put my mask on, and I understand that that's store policy. I do get that, but there was nobody else around. Mm-hmm. So every time since that point, I've ordered online. I decided that I'm done shopping in the store. I'm not going to go inside. You know why? Because that to me doesn't make sense. I was minding my own business. I wasn't around anybody, and it was so ridiculous. And I put it on and I just walked away. I didn't say anything mean or nasty because I'm not that way. But what I did instead is I decided, you know what? Instead of me shopping for my own groceries, I'll make them do it, so I don't have to do it. It costs me the same amount, and I don't have to run around the whole store. Mm-hmm. And like, you know what? And that's and that's the compromise that they want to make. You know, if they want less people in their store, you know what that means? I know this because my grandpa was in grocery for 45 years, and my mom was in grocery for for 47 years. Is you know, when you don't get people in the store, you lose a lot of revenue because you're not selling those point of sale items. You're not selling the gum. You're not selling the end caps. You're not selling all the specials, right? Because not everyone sees that on the app. And so, I mean, you, you really lose out on the impulse buy when you don't have people in the store. Yeah. And so they're losing. I mean, I'm, I'm fine because I just order what I need and what I think I want. I'm missing out on the store experience and getting more from them. But that was their choice. You know what I mean? That's their choice is to be that ridiculous. If that's how they're going to act, then I don't want to shop there. I'll just order online. I mean, I, I just argue that the, the level of technology we're at, the website interface is just as attractive as the store. And they upsell you on other things. Like you're not buying a 25 cent right. gun. You're buying a $25 toaster instead. You know what I mean? Like it's ill how they do it. And you don't yeah. see it happen because we're so... I mean, you guys can probably speak to it because you're younger than me. I remember AOL and dial-up. Like, you guys, you guys are just used to scrolling. You don't know any yeah. better. So I, I wonder how much more, like, comparatively, how much more addictive and, like, how much quicker it is to, like, hit buy, 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 and be like, oh, my God, you need to spend $400 yeah. on Amazon kind of thing. I just want to add a funny story. I think last week I went to Walmart, um, and I'd kind of I'd been put up with, like, I'm, I'm fed up with the whole mask thing. I, yeah, same. It's, it's come to a point now, especially ever since the government has tried to get involved in forcing people to wear masks, I, I just don't want to wear one anymore because I don't want the government to th- like think this is a first step to trying to control it. Like, I don't want to. I want my freedom. I want to be able to choose whether I want to wear one or not. And when people force you to wear one, it kind of incentivizes people not to wear one. Yeah, it's this weird psychology. Like, the government tells me to, then how? Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with drugs. This is why they've legalized marijuana, for the most part. It's not just because they figured out how to profit off of it correctly and make that profit corporation profit and not people profit. But they've also figured out that like in Amsterdam and other countries, the second we make this legal, the sin of it goes away and half the people that were doing it because they have to go through some illegal goes away, which also takes away the, which has always been my complaint about drugs when people say the war on drugs, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's nonsense because the only reason why gate, weed or any of those drugs become gateway drugs is because the person you had to go through was an illegal person who had access to the other drugs. And if you can go to a store, it doesn't become the same pathway because they're not around that same element. Yeah. I think one of the, I think one of the- Do you want to? Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, no, and now it's on. Oh, hey, there we go, yeah. Call here. Oh, here we go. Hold on one second, I gotta put you on Really quick, Ben, what were you going to say, though? I, I agree with you. You know, I'm, I'm the type of conservative prof, and I didn't want to come off a couple of weeks ago when, when you had your guests on to be this hardline guy, but I feel the all same right. generally about a lot of those yes. things, like abortion, marijuana, um, all that stuff. Like, mm. uh, doesn't affect me. If I don't want to do it, I won't do it. But, but don't make it illegal, but then don't cram it down on me either. Like, I'm not going to say, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care. People can well, do whatever look. they want. But just as long as it doesn't come back and affect me, if I don't want it to affect me. And that's why these labels of conservative and because last week people would think that me and you were me and Mike, and it's not that right. because oh, can you hear us? we agree on most things. Right, we, I, we I really live here do. because of my my oh, beliefs on gun us? rights and, and R eight. But like, right. oh, which is us? cool, which is really cool. I, I mean, don't. Yeah, I can hear. Thing. But I agree oh, with like, other things. things. I think cool. I hear someone in my headphones now. Yeah. All right. Hello. Hello. Who are we on with? Uh, uh, my name is Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Thanks for calling in. I was just. Calling to see what you guys are talking about. Trying to get in the conversation. Well, what would you like to talk about? Well, I was going to talk about the pandemic because my family's been pretty, uh, pretty adamant that this is all real. That I can't uh, come and see them. Elaborate a little bit. Like, I mean, every time I try and like invite them over or try and come over to their place, they always tell me that. Like, I got to wear my mask, and I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to, but I will if I need to, but just they're getting real adamant that I got to make sure I, you know, be super extra careful. I'm trying to, but it's it's just difficult, man. I I agree with you 100%. I think this has been really detrimental on basically everybody that's been involved. I don't think anybody besides, like, big corporations have really profited from this. I think the average yeah. every everyday American has been suffering. Mm-hmm. They've been suffering depression and just all this, basically the psychosis of everyone being afraid. But I agree with you 100%. I haven't seen, I haven't seen my brother in, God, I, I don't even remember the last time I saw him. It's been so long, and I know that this can be really detrimental on a lot of people's mental health and... That's why I'm saying it needs like we need to put a stop to this. We need to get people the facts of how dangerous this actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm tired of wearing the mask. Yeah, same. You know, I agree. So here, here's, yeah. a, here's a funny thing. I'm I'm not, and I think I'm gonna wear it permanently. I think this is gonna be part of my outfit, part of my getup when I walk into a room with people I don't know. If I'm out in the crowd, if I'm on the train, if I'm on a bus, wearing a mask on the airplane, wearing a mask. Right, yeah, and and I don't have an issue with that. I and think if you want to wear a mask, like that's all up to you. Just don't force me to wear one. Yeah, agreed. That's yeah. that's Go my ahead. whole that's my whole point. Yeah, yeah. Health workers are going to start wearing them permanently, and I think that's a great idea. But don't force it on me. Don't force it on me. Mm-hmm. I think I think in some situations it's great. I mean, in some one aspect of this pandemic that I think is really going to help is just overall clean cleanliness and sanitariness. I mean, I think everyone, even myself, I find myself washing my hands a lot more. Mm-hmm. I find myself being a lot more conscious about wiping down things and making sure things are sanitary. And I think everyone else is kind of doing a good job about that, too. You know, so I think that that's maybe one good thing that come out of this pandemic is that if we can all just be a little bit more clean, <laughs> you know, clean yeah. up after ourselves, yeah. disinfect. We're going to lower rates of the flu. We're going to lower the rates of a lot of different things. So, I mean... It's it's a good and a bad thing, and I, I think I think the pandemic really put a lot of things into perspective for many people. Yeah, influenza rate, the influenza rates went right. significantly down, like it's record lows, like all other I've, diseases. Well, I have to take off. By the way, you guys, I just want to say thanks so much for having me on, but I have to head to poker. So. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys. Yeah, nice Ben's you. gonna go get money. Okay. Yeah. You want to do the uh, sponsor for the? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, sponsor. Do it right now? Yeah, yeah. go for it. All right. Let's get a round of applause for... Got, yeah, me. <laughs> South... Yeah, hit the button first. What? Oh, I'm talking shit. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, Southtown Poorhouse. Every day is a great day at Southtown Poorhouse. You get half price appetizers and tab every day from 4 to 6.30, and Thursdays are even better with Thursday night steak night. Get a 10-ounce hand-cut ribeye with a side of loaded mashed potatoes. I'm hearing myself talking in the thing. Um, potatoes for just twelve dollars. Am I doing this right? Bluetooth. Oh, on Bluetooth. This is a wreck here. Uh, can't teach an old dog new tricks. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. Like his handwriting. Potatoes for just twelve dollars from five to nine. Yep. See you, Ben. And a side salad for only two bucks. And make sure to check out the Southtown Poorhouse events page. To find out when your favorite band is playing live, open Tuesday through Saturday from 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. Every day is a great day at Southtown Poorhouse, uh, 2015, Library Circle, and Grand Forks next to the Grand Cities Mall. Call 701-757-3825, Southtown Poorhouse. You know, uh, oh, is it? Okay, I think I'm on now. Yeah, I can do this. Yeah. yeah, all right. I'll do this. Yeah, you're doing, you're doing great, Katie. Uh, yeah, so the South Town, uh, they, I think they also have uh, the Country Music Festival going on there this weekend. Uh, I could be wrong on the dates. I don't have it in front of me. But, uh, yeah, if anybody's looking for a good time, go check them out. That place is awesome. So great drink specials, really good food. The, I, their wings are awesome. Anywho. So I, I do want to thank him for calling in. That's a very valid point because um, it is impacting how people socialize in general, how people um, – Interact in general. What I find interesting is that a lot of it, not to go back to anime, but a lot of it plays out with what we've seen in anime, right? Like, tends to be that everything gets delivered by a drone or by like a little robot comes to your door and people don't really go to stores. And like, I've never seen Ghost in the Shell her work into a supermarket. You know what I'm saying? Like, I haven't even mm-hmm. seen the supermarket on the show unless they get into a fight sequence. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Like, it's so it, this kind of starts to play into like, are we at that fringe point in just like human society where all the weird stuff is going to start? Like, next week Batman's going to pop up or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. are we at that yeah. point yet? Who knows? Who I knows? think so. I think we're getting. If we're not, we're really close. We're like five, yeah. ten years away. Yeah, I'm getting maybe. my. I'm getting my Back to the Future hoverboards. That's happening before <laughs> the zombie apocalypse. That's happening for sure. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, yep. if we had if we had a better market, I would say it would come a little faster. But you know, our economy is really slow right now. So uh, yeah. I don't see. I, I don't. I see. I don't agree with that. I saw a stat. I don't know if you guys um, ever listen to Earn Your Leisure, but I think there was like ninety million millionaires made during the pandemic as well um what i think is happening is people are being people and being intuitive and ingenious and inventing new technologies and ways into like clubhouse no one thought clubhouse was going to be what clubhouse was i went on it once and i was like thanks for the invite that was a waste of my time now it's popping right like it's weird how things work like that napster is illegal but we all listen to music on spotify and title right like yeah you, you couldn't call it 10 years ago so that's what I love about the free market. Mm-hmm. Just creation and making things better and but capitalism. Some of those I thought you said the free Marco, and that was funny. Oh, that God. was so funny because I was like, oh, my God, did she get Britney <laughs> Spears status? Because that would be hilarious. That would actually be a pretty good uh, transition, honestly. So uh, actually, recent news this week, Meghan Markle has uh, tried 
Well, we don't know if it's true or not, but she's been slandering the royal family, claiming that they are racist. Yeah. I think she did everything but slander them. I think we just drew the conclusion that if you're judging a baby by its complexion, that you're probably a racist person. Yes. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't. You are super rich, but you are the victim. Exactly. I, lo- I love how uh, we watched an interview about like the world's richest black woman asking two ex-royal family members about oppression. Boo-hoo, we are I victims. don't want to hear it. <laughs> like, no I don't want to hear it. No one cares. You know, they actually, I'm pretty sure they left the royal family because they said that they wanted to start living normal lives. Last I checked, normal people don't do interviews with Oprah. So, I mean, Yeah, but I mean, like, I, I guess, and if there's any Canadians listening, they can verify for this, but people in the Commonwealth, people who didn't start a war against them and still care about the Queen and stuff, actually care about that stuff. She's, she's there, Kim Kardashian. She's there, uh, Michael Jackson or whatever. So... They, it's interesting and important to them. And it's ironic, though, that a country that built its empire off of slave trade of everyone that wasn't British all of a sudden is like, oh, my God, the royal family doesn't like other people. What? Doi. Like, like, how did you not know that? So either the royal family. What, what did she accuse them of saying? What was, I, I didn't really follow. All she said was story. that there were conversations um, before Archie was born, which is like the youngest one mm-hmm. or the new one, yeah. um, that... And this is before they left the family. So yeah. I think what they said was, again, that's why I'm not saying we should accuse her of playing victim. Because I think she did, she did a good job and Harry did a good job of, like, not pointing fingers. They could have been like, oh, it was uncle this guy and this guy dusted your dead. And like, they kind of, like, said, I don't, yeah, people were talking. We just heard. You know what I mean? Like, this was what's being said in the hall. Like, well, what, what did they ask, like, specifically? What didn't they ask? Like, they were just wondering what, how the baby's skin color was going to turn out. They were, asking, they were asking no there were questions with concerns to if he should get inheritance and what the complexion of the baby would be and with the line of succession he would be entitled to one um once whoever's once queen elizabeth dies basically uh and the fact that i guess for a lot of people remember where britain conquered so there's a lot of people who are brown as part of the commonwealth that are confused to why still their leadership or their idols are yeah. Thinking, talking, having these conversations behind closed doors. And can I just say, like, j- just to put it bluntly, I miss the old Oprah, the Oprah that was like <laughs> the growing up, Oprah? The, the, the Oprah that was like encouraging people to get past all their struggles. You know, I she grew up poor and is now the richest black woman I'm pretty sure in the world. And we like, have to fact check that. I'm not. I'm not I believe. That, I yeah. believe she grew up poor. No, she did, but I don't think she's. But, she may be one of the richest black women. I don't know if she is the richest black woman. She's I, up there. For she's sure. up there. She's up there for sure. At There's least, in, at least in America. She's in the billionaire America, club. Yeah, no, in America, sure. she's number one. She's she's definitely up yeah. there in the billionaire club. But she's no. Um, but it's it's all. She's just not like, just Bezos' wife though. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah. There's levels to this. Right. Yeah, and it's all just like. Yeah, she's like number four. Yeah, so she's up. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's up there. I think she's number one in America, though. Right? Is that? I'm. She's up there. That's all that matters. Yeah, she's up there, but I who knows? I miss the uh, the Josh Peck Oprah, oh. Peck from Jake, Drake and Josh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think outside of like their royal to, royal inheritance, I think they make money like how ex presidents like speeches and just like appearances and stuff. You know, so yeah. they still have to get around. If you can't really get around the country that you have the most fans, kind of makes it rough, I guess. Yeah. So uh, if we want to move on from this. Um, Ethan, I kind of wanted to talk about you campaigning, and mm-hmm. you, I, from what I understand, you received some slander about some white yeah. supremacy, supposedly. Yeah, complete garbage, but they were so desperate to take the election, 
Um, they, when I mean them, I mean the North Dakota socialists. They were so desperate that they had to slander an agent of a campaign. And do you know, excuse my language, you know a campaign's in a shithole shit when they have to attack some random agent affiliated. Exactly. It's literally, it, it just makes them look so bad and mm-hmm. so desperate. Like, it was a poorly run campaign, and, too. And, I've been. I, uh, this goes back to the point that I, I don't was know if you can say this because you're running again. We can like we can just we can like oh we can't he can't say it. Okay, I'm not gonna ask the question. My bad. No, but I think this goes back to the point that I was making last week about like the term racist and white supremacist and how this is all just it's it's basically watering down the word as much as we are using it right now. Like Ethan being called a white supremacist, like I can tell just knowing you and knowing like what I know about you, you're one of the nicest people I know. I cannot see you discriminating someone against race yeah i think and i know i know i know you wouldn't but this is what i say when it when it's saying it's becoming watered down like the the word's gonna mean nothing anymore because now Mm -hmm. they're calling people that aren't white supremacists white supremacists yeah and like richard spencer and people like that are still like spreading hate on twitter but we have to go after just like normal conservatives right back to grassroots conservatives yeah they go anti-rhino republican party trash yeah they (sighs) go after like innocent people who just have conservative beliefs and they like there's actually anti-semitic mean white supremacists still on the platform not to change the subject completely but yeah they don't have their priorities straight so i i don't distinguish between vocally being white supremacists and taking actions, making policies or doing things that help enhance the, the white nationalist power structure that's existed in this country since slavery. Be that doesn't it. exist anymore, but that was last week's topic. No, but it we're, does. We're not going to go about that. We're not going to get into it, but it does exist. Just because you have an opinion that it doesn't and a bunch of people have an opinion that it does, doesn't let you say it doesn't because your opinion is more valid. The fact you think that is proof of my opinion actually being valid, but, um, I don't know. The, nu- the numbers disagree. But, but again, that was last week. If we yeah, want to get anyways. into it, we can get into it. I mean, Ethan wasn't a part of it if we want to get into it again. But no, I feel like it just get repetitive. Yeah, it might get repetitive. And I'll just add that in terms like we should – like whether you agree with your point or with his point, like we shouldn't just be throwing around words or then words become meaningless. Exactly. No, agreed. Totally. Yeah. No, it, if someone accuses someone of being racist, there should be – actually a racist exactly like like profit i don't know much about you i wouldn't go around calling you like a stupid idiot i don't like i don't know much about you i don't know what you're <laughs> That's like I don't... different though calling someone a stupid idiot is a, a, a personal commentary right like you don't know the education level you don't know someone's wit or intelligence same so. with racist you don't like you don't know anything about eh, them there's things that you can tell that indicate that like taking a full page ad out on five boys that you don't know anything about and then 20 years later being president and still not pardoning them or saying there's good people oh being asked if you are racist and then giving the proud boys a shout out you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. there's there's lines that you can see when people are and aren't so let's not play like there's no any clear indicators you can tell if someone's rapey katie can you tell if a guy's creepy mm-hmm. can you tell if a guy's creepy you sure. need like a exactly right off the sure. you can tell so let's not play like racism is different you can like oh yep yeah. That guy's a creeper. I'm going to stay on the side of the room. So same thing, right? You can say that that person's acting a little bit. Yeah, I'm not yeah, cool with that. It's even like not judging a book by its cover. Like even if they seem creepy, they may not actually be, the be creepy. It's having dialogue. That's the important yeah. thing. We're having dialogue and 
that we can talk about this. That's the important part, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, and that's definitely. how we solve issues. Like you two are going at it is how we solve. Exactly, I, I, I agree with that. That's 100%. why this is why this exists. I believe the platform, and that's why that's. It's sorry. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Katie. There we go. There we go. This is fun. This is exactly, literally a video game. <laughs> this is exactly why we're doing this show is because these are conversations that people are too uncomfortable to have. And, and should be having more frequently. And yeah, and they should because it's just, you know, as soon as somebody feels like somebody doesn't agree with them on a topic, well, everybody wants to be cordial to each other. But when they go home, they vent that stuff. And that venting is doing no good when it's not being, you know, expressed, I think, to, to everybody. And, you know, I, 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 like I said, I mean, this is exactly what we're doing, doing politically miscorrect. We want, we want everybody to feel welcome to come in here. We don't want to have a, a one-sided conservative show. Because, I mean, you see all kinds of them out there now. I mean, you can look anywhere down YouTube, and it's all, like, super hardcore conservative, or it's the other way around. I'm, I'm not... I don't follow the ones on the left. I mean, I'm assuming it's like the view and that kind of thing. Profit, you'd probably have more insight into that than I would. But my point is, is that they're all one way or the other. There's no show that actually The Young Turks real... are pretty left, if you're going to be honest here. Um... But having real conversations with real people, this is how we're going to get it done. Mm-hmm. I love watching the Young Turks' reaction to Trump winning in 2016. <laughs> it's so good. They melted down so hard. I mean, it's funny because I, I feel like Young Turks did, unknowingly did what Dave Chappelle did on Saturday Night Live like, oh. because that was a lot of people's reaction. If you were surprised that there was still all the divisionist topics that Trump festered on to get to his seat, then if you didn't think they existed, I mean, no, if you didn't think popular. they existed, then you thought he would lose. But if you understood that racism, sexism, homophobia are still very alive and active in this country, then you knew he was going to win because he was playing to people who believe in all that stuff. Yeah, honestly, I've had more crap coming out as a conservative or right wing populist than I actually have been gay. I'm sorry. That's like yeah. the harsh reality. That, that's actually, yeah. I was going to say, I believe it. I have, I have the very. I would suppose it's an unpopular opinion, but it's a very true one. And when I say, I think it is more dangerous nowadays to come out as a conservative than it is to come out as gay publicly. I can, it's like, there's exceptions, of course, but obviously, in terms yes. of my experiences, I could strongly agree with and that. And I, I think a lot of people would agree with you. I think, no, I think in this part of the country, I think a lot of people would agree with you. I think if you were in a city where you have people that used to diverse populations, then they wouldn't. They'll be like, oh, well, he's just a conservative and he's gay. Cool. Right, like mm. there, there's a joke we have in New York. It's like people always think we're rude. No, we're just busy, bro. I gotta get somewhere. Like, I don't have time <laughs> to talk to you and feel how your feelings are today. I got don't step in my shoes. I'm busy. Move out the way. I got in the subway. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. a it's a different. I'm going about my life, and I think if you're one of those places where people are going about their lives, it's I don't have enough time to pay attention to you to care about mm-hmm. all of that about you. I know you as you when we interact, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ever it's heard not- of Antifa? <laughs> I have heard of uh, a person that started off with fake media and defaming news, then touted about Antifa for months. And I do know a bunch of organizers in a bunch of cities saying that a lot of the people that were called in a video as Antifa at some point later during that day, protest or night, took off their jacket or whatever and had a gold badge and hopped in the squad car. So who knows? I haven't heard anything who about knows? that person. I have videos. I'll send them to you. Are you talking about January 6th? Or just in no, general? no, I'm talking about in general. Yeah. So it's, it's funny. Every time Antifa pops up, there's like... Yeah, but um, 
it would almost be like anonymous having a march. Yeah. <laughs> Is yeah. Antifa popping up? But okay. Yep. Next topic. So uh, in Minneapolis, we're having uh, well, last week. And this is why I had the um, faith in um, Clarissa Van Epps from NAACP on. It's because the trial for Derek Chauvin, the murder of George Floyd, started. Um, and I think that like halfway through the jury selection. Yeah, the jury selection looks like it's going kind of both ways. I've I've kind of been keeping up on it a little bit, and I've heard quite a few people are open BLM activists. So. As much as I don't like Derek Chauvin, I would much rather see him get a fair trial than. Not. And I think he is because he there's an ex cop and there's right uh, yeah no there's people on both sides there's people so on like, both sides. But. I would say whoever, both, <laughs> both attorneys, are doing a great job of playing safe politics. Oh, it's going to be They're a both very doing a very good job of playing safe politics because I personally feel like. So far, I haven't seen an unbiased juror, and I think it's almost impossible a year later to get to an unbiased juror, which is why this should have been a speedy trial. But yeah, especially nowadays. I mean, like you can look at the graphs, you can check the numbers and the statistics. People are going farther right, and people are going farther left as time progresses. And honestly, I don't see it going back to the middle anytime soon. So, if anyone's watching um, and knows or has opinions about the juror selection or the trial in general, you can call us in at seven zero one two one three zero eight six three. Again, that's seven one two one three zero eight six three. It looks like you're about to say something, Ethan. The what? It looked like you were about to say something. I don't know if I cut you off. <laughs> oh no, no, no. no okay. I think okay. I think it's going to be an interesting case because I think Derek Chauvin does have a pretty good defense lined up. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I could pull up the picture of uh, George Floyd's autopsy. He had fentanyl. He had morphine. He had meth in him. He was COVID nineteen positive. I don't quote me on this. I believe he might have had some heart issues. Or something like so that. Some underlying condition. Don't quote me why on that. A I did. Post- that he no, security a, with to put I'm, his knee in his I'm not, neck for I'm not, eight minutes. I'm not saying not he deserves it. I'm murder not, or murder I'm, one or murder I'm, two or murder three. I'm not saying he deserves it. So why even bring it up? No, but I'm just saying because it sounds like no. You're I didn't. To I didn't say that place. he deserves it. I'm just saying that he has a very good defense lined up because I got you if you look at if you look at the autopsy, he literally what they're going to use to argue. Yeah, yeah, he didn't directly kill. But that's that's the autopsy the city took. That's no, that was the private one. No, the private one said that he died from No, that was the city one. That was the city one. Oh, okay. Well, either way, there's two yeah. autopsies, and one says that he died from asphyxiation, and one says that he died okay. from everything but asphyxiation, even though someone sat in his neck for nine minutes. So Yeah. Uh, I think, I do think the this is the proof of why we need... What was that? The officer yep. should still have uh, some sort of punishment. Oh, for sure. Even though for sure. if he did die from fentanyl, if I'm just going to throw that out there. If he did yeah. die from fentanyl, he should still receive some sort of punishment. Yeah, I mean, like... He's, like, he's not a good cop. Reckless. He's not a good cop. Yeah. He's very reckless. He should not get away with a slap on the wrist. I totally agree with you there, Prophet. Yeah. But no, I think it's higher than that. I mean, there's, there's. I th- I'm just saying, murder is going to be a you, hard charge to prove. If you know when there's counter evidence, like and I don't talk in, about the case or too much about it, but like if you know his actual record as a police officer, this is not the first time he's done something like this to someone. So, um, okay, if yeah, you know a lot a, of people in the community, yeah. like. I know. Well, it's not a bad cop because if he was a bad cop, he would have been fired when the first time that happened. This would have been like the 18th time and the man's dead now. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I don't like to do the, the victim blaming thing, but I don't like to, like, micro fight the problem. Like, I believe in that, yes, police brutality is a systemic issue, but I also believe part of the reason why it's a systemic issue is because the first time, the second time he did it, like, if you're a kid and you're just being bad, you touch a fire, your mom says, don't touch the fire, right? Don't touch the fire. You get slapped. You get you get reprimanded right away. You learn your lesson. Same thing with a dog. You can't punish a dog twenty minutes after he shits on your floor. It's too late. He doesn't yeah. know why you're punishing him. 
So you can't reprimand and fix this problem when the guy does it a tenth time and kills someone. You fix the problem the first time he does it. Oh, I agree. He should have been out of there a long time ago. I, I agree so with you. So the 100%. person that kept him employed is probably also a bad cop. Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> just another side point. I had seen a. The uh, person that gave that person a promotion probably also a bad cop, huh? Probably. And then I, that person's chief. I, we, I'm not pointing fingers I'm, here. I don't know. You know I, mean? I like, don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna draw conclusions I, on someone I don't we even need know. To, uh, Pause. We have Ethan talking. So <laughs> I think we need to look at the whole big picture. Like the yeah. Sorry. The whole picture. Even though like it seems like yeah, if you bring up fentanyl, that seems biased towards one side. And like you're talking about the history of him doing uh, acts of bad things. He's a bad cop. And I think we just need to look at the whole picture and. Look at everything, even though it might not seem relevant. No, it is. Like, the fact that the, they work together, I think, is highly relevant. The fact that if you watch the second or third body cam video, you see that Floyd's attitude and demeanor changes. He actually recognizes and greets Chauvin, and then things go left after they beat his ass in the car. So, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if, if the autopsy was true and he was, you know, on, on a mixture of all these drugs, he could have been uh, going through what's called excited delirium. Basically, when someone's hopped up on drugs and they go through a very anxious situation, their heart rate goes really fast and they start acting very, you know, which I'm crazily. sure police officers are trained to deal with. Right. I would hope so. OK. Yeah, I would hope so. hope so. I don't know how police training goes, but I would I would think so. And like, I agree with you 100 percent profit. I do think we need police reform. I, I'm not going to agree that the police are systemically racist, but I do think like no matter if it's white, black, if someone's dying at the hand of a police officer when they don't need to, there's an issue. Yeah, there's been – I agree with you. Priest brutality is a definite thing, but I wouldn't argue it on race lines. Exactly. I wouldn't either. I think so – I would say that um, English class, right? But is not a joiner. It's a redirect. So if I say I love you, but the girl's about to break up with you. The guy's about to break up with you, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So let's not butt that. Can you say that sentence again without the Can butt? It? Which sentence are you sorry? <laughs> Mine's blank. Yeah. The, okay, so when I said that I think police brutality is a problem, but not on racial lines. Say it without the butt. Say that same sentence without the butt. Or uh, form that sentence again without the butt. Police but, brutality needs to be addressed because it's not on racial lines. Exactly. No, like you're just trying to get him to reword his phrase to say something he totally didn't mean to say at all. No, no. I wanted to prove a point is that even the difficulty in saying that is that we don't need to cancel it. Is that police brutality is a problem. Exactly. Exclamation point. Exactly. Yes. Sentence. Yes. It happens systemically to people of color because there's systemic racism in the country. That no. That's that's the second. No. See, you can disagree with that because you're disagreeing about systemic racism. I understand that. But there are two sentences, and there you know how Venn diagrams, right? they overlap. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't see the overlap, doesn't mean they don't. Mm-hmm. Right, but I, I just, yeah, I don't that's agree fine. that it's a racist country. That's, that, that's, that's how... It, I think our topic of conversation right now is about police brutality and not necessarily on the race lines. I think the first thing we need to do is... And the two things are intertwined. I think the first thing we need to do is just get rid of qualified immunity. That's the first thing we need to do in... in Agreed. Police system. There's I'm a bunch, totally though, with you but there. there's a bunch, though. It's not I'm just totally qualified immunity. You. It's the Brianna's law, right? Like the fact that we have a Brianna's law, no knock warrants, but she still hasn't gotten a murder charge attached to her dead body, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, don't, I don't think. Um, I profit. Uh, really quick, coming over here from the uh, other side of the studio. There, there we go. What uh, What is the Brianna law? So um, basically, they passed along Kentucky, and a few other states have done it as well, um, and it's basically abolishing no knock warrants. So we're not. Cops are not going to sneak into your house in the middle of the night and attempt to arrest drug dealers or whatever 
when evidence has shown us that that almost always leads to death because if whether they're criminals or not, you shouldn't be popping someone's house if you know they're armed or not in the middle of the night. But, but if they are criminals, we already have an established legal process to get them to surrender. We shouldn't be creating new ones to capture them illegally. I think there was evidence, though, of um, eyewitness statements and stuff like that saying that they did knock. Uh, the police, obviously, whether you want to believe them or not, they were saying that as well. So, I mean, there's a lot, there was a lot of disinformation going around. The man that was in bed with her, whose charges are dropped, that shot at the cops, said he yes. didn't hear a knock. So I'm going to trust him and the fact that his charges were dropped. Right. Uh, and again, it just, it's who you want to I wasn't in the room. Who, you you weren't in the room, but he yeah, was I wasn't in the either. room. Yeah. But I just, and the cops just obviously going to say that they knocked because that's what they're supposed to say, right? I'm, I'm just going off eyewitness statements here. So that, that's what they said. That's what the cops said. He shot first. The cop was shooting back in self-defense, like, Tragically, Brianna Taylor was standing in the hallway. She got hit. Tragically, not tragically. She was asleep at home in the house, and they served. No, she wasn't. She was in the hallway. It doesn't matter. That's disinformation. They served a warrant to a wrong address. A warrant that was no. They were illegally. at the right address. The per the wrong, okay. So we want to get the details of this case. The reason why they were there is because her ex, not the person that she was sleeping with and had been for almost a year. Someone else she dated previously had some drug thing. That guy they, was dealing too. That person. You know that the warrant right? was on him. No, it was not. Yes, it was. You, now you're making up facts. No, I'm okay? not. Okay, no. Now you're making so, up facts. I'll, I'll check that. You can check this. while I, I actually narrate the actual truth. So, what happened was the warrant was issued for a person that was already in custody earlier that day. They issued. They executed that no warrant while that person was in custody at night at an address of a person that wasn't the residence. They broke multiple fourth and like this is my house and Kentucky's a hold your ground gun state, right? So they broke multiple laws, their own laws, to kill someone that was not necessary because that person they were looking for was already in custody. That's what happened to Breonna Taylor. So now that state and a bunch of other states are saying, you're right, we don't need to serve these midnight warrants. We can SWAT team and do them in a red day like we normally do. It doesn't have to have to go down this way. And I think that's fair because whether someone's innocent or guilty, knock on my door in the middle of the night, guess what's going to happen? <laughs> you're like bust through my door with some dogs and, you know what I mean? Like I, I can't call it. Maybe maybe I hear police. Maybe I don't. I'm gonna react to something knocking my door down, right? Yeah. Sure. Okay. I mean, so yeah, I, would it's not, I would too. It's not a good strategy. It's, it's not just, good policing. And just, that's why we're getting rid of it because it's not good policing. Exactly. And I don't like good. I don't like bad police. Right. <laughs> I like. I think we should be you know bringing up the good police. I think police aren't overall good for the community. So no, I think police are overall good for the tax base and the municipality because of the fines and court hours they create. I do not believe police are good for the community. That's why. In communities where we have high police presence, you have high crime rates, you have high prison rates. In places where you have low police presence, it seems to be the opposite. It's weird. And often in those high places, when the police go on strike, the crime rates drop. Sorry, I was just looking at oh. the... It's almost like what Joker says about Batman. Like, hey, if you never... I was just mugging people. If you didn't put on this costume and start doing all this, I wouldn't take it to this level. I wouldn't be trying to blow up cities hall, but... Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't watched Batman, so. No. I don't know. I've seen that. In my opinion, I believe a lot of communities are underpoliced and underfunded. Mm-hmm. And that's I do, a serious yeah. issue. I do think no, the, the one thing that New we York, shouldn't be doing. The 40,000 police officers have a $6 billion budget. The New York City Board of Education budget is half a billion. So you're spending <laughs> 12 times what you spend to educate your populace to make sure you have ability to lock and police them. That doesn't sound like successful policing or a successful community. That seems like poor community spending. That seems like they poor also community have planning. One of, like the best drug 
agencies in the country. We have that federally already. We don't need to have another one. <laughs> we, no, we already, I love my. I love leaving it up to the states. I believe the states. I, I disagree with having a federal one. It's yeah. it's way too much spending. Six billion dollars, right? And, but, that, and then and people ask about why the police have tanks and the over, over, over. Uh, what's the word? Not armored. Over, over. Yeah, over armored and over weaponized. It's because they are overfunded and they have money to get tear gas launchers and grenade launchers and have all and water hoses and all this stuff that they don't actually need. Because we have a national guard, we have services that exist in those capacities already that the states can use under their regulatory mm-hmm. forces, and that. If we keep on pouring, it's like a, a leak, right? You have a leak in your boat, so you patch it, and then another leak opens and it gets bigger, and you patch it again. Another leak opens and it gets bigger, and you patch it again. You keep on sailing. Your boat's going to sink, or you're going to take your boat on a dry dock and fix the leak. Yeah. And you might believe that you can keep on patching, but my life experience and my ancestral life experience teaches me that this is a, not, a, not a leak. It's intended to work this way. We're supposed to fall through that hole and drown. The government still benefits from that, and that if we want to fix the problem, we need to put this on the dry dock and actually fix the problem. Have all the hard discussions, mm-hmm. the systemic racism part and the actual police brutality part. Yeah, and I think, like, just going back, I, you're kind of using the argument from authority again, just, like, saying, like, living in your personal experiences, like, being obviously, like, a different skin color than me, which isn't a very valid argument. Because I can, it doesn't matter what skin color I am, black, white, I could be Mexican, Asian, doesn't matter. I can look at numbers and I can still draw the same conclusions. And I can look, yeah, and I can pull up quotes of multiple officers who are retired and no longer serving police and say that, yes, we are told to target these communities. We're told to target certain peoples. We're told to target, you see two chicks together and they act lesbian, make sure you wear them out the car. Like, they're told to do this thing. They're told to bully these outside populations and cater to other ones. The it's same reason why Belmont gets plowed before Washington is the same reason why cops can do what they want and get two days and have impunity. immunity. You can't fix, you can't band-aid uh, AIDS. You have to, you can't band-aid cancer. You have to solve the disease. That's why people go into remission because you, you fix the problem, but you haven't fixed the cause and they go back to work where the cause happens. They go back to whatever causes the cancer and they get the cancer again, right? Because you have to solve the problem. Insurance companies discriminate based on statistics. It's not necessarily because of rates. Like they do go by the both. Map. They, they they go, go by, by both. Because if you, can, if you can tell me which insurance companies are doing that, I am more than happy. To I'm be sure on your if side. we were able to do that, they wouldn't be able to, and there would be a class action lawsuit. And I'm exactly, sure exactly because and, it's illegal. And, and I'm sure that the way insurance companies and companies like this work, that they've already planned for that, and they have a trust fund collecting money for when the class action happens anyway. Here's the thing: they're probably like, doing the same thing with the vaccine too. No, That's how these but, big companies work. But here's the thing: please tell me, like, which. Which insurance companies are doing this specifically? Because if you're just going to say that some are doing their out, like some insurance companies are doing it somewhere out there in the aether, I can't help you with that. There's nothing I can do. If you can name the insurance companies, I'm more than happy to be on your side and help fight against it. But when you just say that it's happening, I can't, I can't do anything about that. Like I'm not, I'm not a mind reader. I can't go into unconscious bias. Like if you say, like I, I would agree that I think unconscious bias exists. No, and we can't. But I can't we, do anything. It's, I'm not it's a like mind we reader. can't do the correlation between I don't know. Um, genetic dispositions and deformities and vaccines because we've never done studies on all the components of vaccines like nanoparticles, like all the other stuff that goes into vaccines. So you can say, oh, well, this doesn't happen when that person gets a flu vaccine, so everything's cool and not actually have all the math. You can be looking at this in a, in a microscope. But 
Yeah. It's just it's just one of those things. It's no, it's, there's, it's there's not conf- one of those. There, no, there's there's conflicting there's conflicting there's evidence, not on, conflicting both sides. evidence on both sides. The, 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 I would the, say that there is. Oh, you would say that there is. That's but, how that works. I mean, if you want me to pull up, if you want me to pull up the numbers, I I'm more than but, happy um, to do so. We had another topic to. Oh, we should talk about. I have a friend. It's all getting pulled back to, to racism. Transgender. A male, like trans women using male bathrooms and stuff along those lines. Uh, yes. The uh, the extension that was just added to the Civil Rights Act to include gender and sexuality. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was actually just talking to someone last week, and I'd put something on my Snapchat story, and I said, you cannot be pro-feminist and – or you cannot be a feminist and be pro-transgender at the same time yeah. because I think those those two actually go like – Basically, it's yeah. complete opposites because you can be you can say that you're pro woman, and but then you go and turn around and say that you'd be just fine with LeBron James playing in the WNBA if he ident- identified as a woman. No, I think that's anti woman. I think that's yeah. anti feminist. That's why we're seeing like feminists appearing on Tucker Carlson. Yeah, of all the places they could appear on because it's gone so far, and it's gone really, really bad. Yeah, I don't. This everything everything in 2021 and 2020 has just become really dumb. Make, changing your pronouns in your bio doesn't make you grow. You know what I don't understand either? Why do cisgender people feel the need to put their like pronouns in their bio? If you're cisgender, like I can, I can guess what you are. If you look like a girl and you, it's like, because inclusive. the assumption of normalcy shouldn't be taken is that everyone has a voice and we respect and treat one all equally. So me being cisgender is just as important as someone identifying as a her or they. It's a respect thing. Uh, how, do, how can you identify as a they? That's my question. Like, how can you identify as nothing? I don't get how that makes sense. Well, if there is anyone listening that identifies as beyond cisgender, it's 701-213-0863. Call in and let us know what you think. So I had a friend that snapped me and... He says he has a friend who is in high school and a transgender walked into the bathroom and was making guys feel uncomfortable. And they got suspended for telling them to leave because they have their own transgender bathrooms. What are your guys' reaction on that? I think that's very immature. In a lot of cities, a lot of countries, a lot of places, there's two bathrooms and it's nothing to do with sex. It's adults yeah. and kids. But this is this my question. Scenario, well, like, in this scenario, they had their own separate like other bathroom. No, this is my question is what does it take – to officially be transgender, do you just have to say that you are? Is that all that it takes nowadays? Because like, if it's that, like Cartman saying, if oh, it's I'm that, be a transgender. Woman. Oh yeah, exactly. Like like, can I just say that I'm a woman right now, and you guys have to accept it? I'm not going to change the way I look. I'm not going to change the way I act. I'm a woman now, and you can't do anything about it. I think it's a very bad idea for me to just say that and be able to go into women's locker rooms, women's bathrooms, like stuff like that. Like you can see the evident danger in that. So it's a Eddie, very dangerous thing. If Eddie we're talking about sexual assault, on the Facebook commentary like just made a really important comment, and it's a lot. I can't read all of it. But I'm going to say our number one more time if he has a chance to call in. It's 701-213-0863. Again, that's 701-213-0863. If someone else wants to read it, go ahead. But that's it's a lot. I'm not going to. It's a mouthful. I'm lazy. <laughs> if anybody was wondering. Oh, hang on. If there anybody was wondering what was going on there, Prophet now has light <laughs> on his face. He's in full producer mode. He, I think his fingers almost caught on fire, too. No, like, I, so the light, it, it burnt out. But then I put the new one in. But then, like, the thing I was holding on to melted. 
Oh wow! What? So I had like a little fire going on up there. And then I, <laughs> Dude. So, oh, so yeah, it, it got it got interesting. So, uh, all right, mm-hmm. proceed. <laughs> <laughs> We're good now, I guess. So. Oh, hang on. And all the, all this kind of ties back to that super straight stuff again. Like, in order to go along with the super straight trend, you have to fall to the preconceived notion that men can become women. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I just don't agree with. I thought that being super straight is literally just being straight. I just enjoy, I enjoyed the trend anyways. Oh, I'm yeah. Just, oh, no, it's a great thing. Gay. I don't <laughs> just watching, men. watching uh, like all the reactions and stuff. Yeah, I, was I, I was loving it. so funny. The left were losing their minds. way too much. I enjoyed that way too much. Yeah. But no, like, and a lot of people will always say, like, you, you're confusing sex and gender. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people who, uh, like, go along with you and I, we, we know that there's a difference. Like, yeah. we know there's a difference between sex and gender. The only problem is they're not inseparable. Yeah, it's just, like, LGB, it's, like, lesbian, straight, um. gay. Those are binary terms, and it doesn't make sense to throw in trans into the mix because it's completely different. Exactly, yeah. So I, I, think, I think it's like its own. So I think thing. It's, what's happening is what you're confusing is not sex and gender. It's sex and sexuality and gender fluidity. Gender expression is an expression of their sexuality, um, and should be treated like an expression of their sex because the only thing that could actually define your sex is a chromosome. So, like I said, when we're a few years away from having that ability to change that chromosome, they can change all the physical stuff, right? They can change your hormone levels. They can change your body parts. They can change your organs. I've even seen reports of them trying to. Um, have a tr- a person that has transitioned from man to woman be able to carry a baby. So we're at that point. Yeah, we're actually. Exactly, I, haven't, I haven't seen, seen anything about. We're that actually yet. at that point. So it's only a matter of time before they figure out how to flip the chromosome. We figured out how to flip the chromosomes and everything, and we could damn near clone people. Right, so and that's that's a different. I think that's a different topic for a different time. Right exactly, now, we can't no, no, do that. exactly because that's a talk about actual sex, and what we're talking about is human expressions of sexuality. And I just respect all. I don't really like. I don't. The only reason why you can pick on that kid in school that's a trans and not a furry is because the furry's not walking around in his costume all day. You know what I mean? Like, he's not wearing his bunny suit all day. But if he was, then he would get teased too. And that's not fair either. It's a expression, it's an outward expression of someone's personal sexuality. Something happens in the bedroom. Unless you're in the bedroom with it, avert your eyes and mind your business. It don't no, hurt yeah. me none. Like, I mean, it don't yeah, hurt me I've none. got no issue. Like, if, if someone thinks that changing their gender or getting a getting a sex change so to say you know like getting any of the surgeries if that's going to make them feel better by all means i am nobody to hold you back if go ahead 18, if they're over 18 if they're over 18 yeah. of course but like the point i'm trying to make is like i don't care like if you want to do it go ahead but it's it gets to a point when people are trying to shove it down your throats like you said earlier that i'm People are going to start rebelling. Same with the mask thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the government was, or people are trying and, to force that's other people to wear masks. That's why the argument is that people have been rebelling. That's why the mask didn't work. Yeah, people don't people want never to wear conf- No I one would, ever confirmed to I wouldn't argue that it. that's true. Well, the WHO said six weeks and it goes down by 95%. The countries that follow that, I, I don't, don't care if they're islands because those countries have the same population like North Dakota and kind of separated from everywhere else. So if we followed what Australia did, we actually fit in the same boat. But anyway, We're not that's not Australia. the point. That's not the point. You're right because we still went to Cancun in spring break and I still went and did parties out of state. So Americans followed the mask mandates, followed the rules by state where it was. The federal government didn't put one set of rules down and then stick with it and enforce it across the whole guideline until we actually had a change. They politicized everything, so no actual healthcare effort was made. 
So the, the thing, the biggest issue is that the federal government can't really direct the states what to do. That's what the problem the Biden administration has run into. Except in cases of? Emergencies, but that usually never happens. Uh, you don't think a global pandemic is an emergency? Not one that has over a 99% chance of survival. That's, that's slow keys. I think a global, I think a disease that hops across the world, it's kind of a big deal. We should deal with that first. It's sort of, it's everything more, applies, it's deal with that. that happens every it's year. It's more the issues of federalism. And we normally deal with it every year, but the previous administration wouldn't like remove this. anything that had Obama's name on it, so they removed the organization that dealt with that. Not like this, and just that's just like the Biden administration trying to get rid of all of Trump's names, and they literally not yes, until and I he think did today. it in two weeks. I think, I think <laughs> three I think, weeks. I think not until in today. I think did four years and three in a month. Right? Yeah, and I think a lot of people were suffering because of it. The Keystone XL pipeline. You know, we can get into that as well. Trump versus Biden, and I can argue the Native Americans who were protesting before and got brutalized by police and federal officers as well could have easily said that they were right and treaties were being broken and laws were being broken to create the pipeline in the first place so that that's illegal and it shouldn't happen and the people who benefited from it should be happy they got the benefit from it at all. I hate high gas prices. Same. I, can't, I, can't I hate using it. gas. Well, that's a you thing. Let me I, use I wanna, gas. I want to get a Tesla personally. So. That's a you thing. Oh, I would, I would honestly love a Tesla. I really yes. want one yeah, too. Yeah, but um, like, <laughs> as long as we've still got the gas, like, it, it's going to be a long save time. It, gonna, we're probably going to need to make rocket ships and other things like computer chips and cell phones that require plastic. So let's just save the petroleum and oil we take out of the ground for the other things we need it for besides fuel since we have a million other fuel sources. Just saying. I don't no, yeah, and I'm saying, like, I agree you with make you. I think car company to complete, compete with Tesla because so far there's no market. Oh, yeah, and there's Tesla's nowhere. It's, so it's all Tesla. And have business. you guys seen the, the green Mustang? Have you, you have not seen the Green Can't Mustang? That joint no. is like a not Tesla yet. on crack. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, like zero to 60, you actually see the person like that. Like, yeah. no, like, if you've ever been in an electric car, there's no like, they imitate it, but there's no actual torque. It's you don't just have to, on. You, you know don't know have mean? to wait for the gas to combust. Yeah, like it's, it's just on. Instant. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like in this Mustang, you actually see the, and this, I'm assuming it's a professional driver. The guy's head like snaps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, even yeah. he wasn't ready for it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I do think eventually somewhere along the future, we are going to change energy sources and we are going to go more green the problem is it's going to take a while this isn't something that we're going to be able to do overnight we're going to wait like you said for market competition between tesla yeah, we we're going to wait for, we have to wait for American people to markets. do it first before we cripple the market yeah we shouldn't have we shouldn't we shouldn't uh go for green in the expense of the american workers no we sh- we should go for green at we shouldn't <laughs> like sorry you said that wrong we shouldn't go for profit at the expense of our planet no, it's the expense of the American workers. Yeah, but we shouldn't go for profit at the expense of our planet, is what I'm saying. No pun intended, but you can follow me on everything at Profit McFly. It's P-R-O-F-I-T. <laughs> People spell it wrong in the chat all the time. It's P-R-O-F-I-T-M-C-F-O-Y. I'm on Spotify, too. But what I'm saying the is that... The plug right in the, the middle plug. of the conversation. Right? Absolutely, yeah. This is like the other transition. But what I'm trying... No, no shame at all. Um, hence the profit name. <laughs> but <laughs> authority. With, with that said, the point I'm trying to make is that you shouldn't go for... Like, our goal shouldn't be to just all get rich and rich as possible and just move on to Mars when we're done tearing this... I think that's a perfect this, goal. <laughs> and let's move on to Mars when we're done tearing this thing up because that's maybe this thing goal. is actually really special and there's not a lot of these things in the, in the world or universe and we should respect it, respect the life that's created on it besides us and kind of figure out a way to share with them since we're not the only organism that occupies this thing? The thing is, I don't, I don't trust the climate scientists at all. They've been saying the same thing for decades now. Like the world was predicted to be like screwed over in 2000. And Look at it, us now in, in 2021. The now they're saying it's Ted, another 10 years. And it's an, in another 10 years, it's going to be, oh, another 10 years. In the famous world of Ted Cruz, um, 
I will believe in climate change when Texas freezes over, which I believe happened two weeks ago. So yeah, when power shut down, I think Trump Trump called that. That's see, that's false he's news. That's not that only no, accounts for four percent of the. Ethan's talking. Every single sector is shut down. It, well, you can't just blame climate or like the green energy. Yes, and the, oil. And the green energy in Texas is only four percent. So even if the, yeah. all of it failed, it would not have counted for it. No, I'm just saying the, the windmills. That's, yeah, that's, all, it all failed. That's all I said. You can't okay. blame well, on one sector. Yeah, no. They just I'm weren't prepared for it. So that, that's, no, on actually, this. you can blame it on exactly what we were discussing, is that Texas's grid, like only country, only state in the union that has a grid that's completely privatized. So that's what happens when you put profits first, is that everyone goes out for the most money, they don't care about the infrastructure or reinvesting in the system, and it goes to shit when something bad happens. Right, but I just think they and weren't expecting it. I think they were getting too comfortable because, you know, Texas... It doesn't snow. You never expect an emergency. Texas. You don't exactly. expect a coronavirus either. But exactly. I'm saying your preparedness and how you handle it is an indication of how well your society is, right? But like, you can say, yeah, Australia is small, blah, blah, blah. But they also listen to their rulers. They said, they put mask on, and they put mask on. And they said, stay home, and they stayed home, and now good. They get to go out. So I guess we can't, yeah, we can't go hindsight's 2020, but we can say they, they followed. It's not like here where people are saying, oh, Trump's racist. I don't like Trump. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not getting a vaccine. They kind of all. Bought in together and followed through. And it, it wasn't worked. the fact that we had an effective leader. It was so. It was the fail, a failure of federalism. Like you can't blame the leader because the leader can't do anything because that's how our system is made. True. So and it's Biden a, it's a, it's ran a, into this problem. It's a systemic he failure. Check the states it's because he can't. It's a systemic he failure, can't. but it's also a. It's both. It's a systemic failure, but it's also a failure of leadership because you've seen all the memes. Where people were like, man, I wish we had Bush. Because Bush would have handled it better. We know that. We, we lived through Ebola and Zika. Bush would have handled it better. Okay, Ebola right? was a completely different thing. It doesn't matter, though. We, we've having, we, have, we have actual examples of Bush handling this type of thing better. Ebola's not even <laughs> right? terrible, like, though. There's no example of Trump handling this better. Wasn't Ebola an Obama problem? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. But it, even so, Obama. It's a, complete, it's a completely different thing. But this thing. happens all the time. Like, every... like. You're young, so you don't know this, but like this isn't the Again, first argument we from authority. No, 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 it's we not an argument H1 from authority. Everyone was under Obama, and we completely failed on that. True, true, mm-hmm. but it wasn't as deadly as this, so, or yeah, so we whatever. were lucky. We dodged a bullet. bullet, and afterwards they restructured what they had previously and updated, fixed it, right? But yeah. what I'm saying, not really well though. And then Trump tore it down, so we didn't have anything for it when this happened. But what I'm saying is that. That also happened because no one had, there was no confidence, right? Either way, whether you're right or left, there was no actual confidence. Right now, this whole discussion is we have no confidence in our government. So how do you have people who don't believe in their government follow through with government instructions? That's what I'm saying, is that because of lack of confidence, whether you're blue or red, you're not, the country's not going to listen to whatever the orders are. And if there was a confident leader, if we did have confidence in our government, or at least a little bit of trust, we would have followed through and probably be in positions where other countries that do have confidence in their leader did. Ironically, those countries are led by women. Exactly, and I don't think I don't think when you say confidence in the leader, I don't think it's necessarily leader or government. I don't think it's necessarily fair to like talk about like Trump necessarily when Trump was literally just listening to everything Anthony. No, we we don't blame Dick Cheney for nine eleven. We blame Bush, so we blame Trump for this. This is how that works, right? We don't remember who gets second place. I think the Bush did nine eleven thing is just a fish rots to the head. I I think it's just a joke. Fish trots to the head, king falls on the sword. Right? Like, that's how that works. Right, no, but Trump was literally saying Players everything win, that coaches Anthony lose. Fauci was saying. Players win, coaches lose. Yeah, but Anthony, that Fauci, Anthony Fauci was our coach during this one. No, he's a player. No, he would have been the coach he's because he was he was in charge of basically was, all the COVID policy. He's the advisor. He, he he's was, the advisor. He would be the advisor. He's the assistant coach to Trump. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the still, one telling he's Trump assistant, what to do. Assistant coach. He was telling Trump what to do. The, the quote, the quote isn't players win, assistant coaches lose. It's players win, coaches lose. So, Oh, I have something to say. 
Welcome, just, Paul. Yeah, I just wanted to see if Katie knew how to work the buttons. Oh, Jesus, I, I got see, it. Now. I want to see myself on camera. <laughs> All right. All right. Anywho. <laughs> okay. You gotta do something too. Am I on the right the one? Oh wait, no, no I gotta. I gotta push, push the oh. button. Remember when Trump said? I mean, Biden said nothing will there. fundamentally change. That's oh, exactly oh, what happened. Oh, is it on profit that whole time? Yes, I was waiting for you to change it. Oh, You're telling I, me. I'm looking at the wrong one here. Okay. <laughs> so last week we did talk about um, changes to the voter laws in the federal That's you, level. Paul. <laughs> and this week what I've seen is over 240 proposals from different state legislatures to undo what you were talking about happening at the federal level. And not just undo it, but roll it back to um, the quote from the Reverend Atlanta Senator was, roll it back to Jim Crow era. So... You guys know anything about that? Any opinions? What do you mean? What does he mean by the like rolling back the Jim Crow era? He means that like the so like you said, the federals are trying to pass the Democrats are trying to pass these very broad, open voting laws, let more people, younger people, allowed to vote, and mm-hmm. the states are combating that. At least mm-hmm. the blue states are combating that by <laughs> undoing basically all those federal laws, making it harder for you to get the um, qualifications to get the absentee balance, harder for you to Which limit the in your opinion, but um, limit the opportunities as in polling places, like the whole thing. Um, I'm going to pull up his exact quote. Give me one second here. I don't so, think, I, I think. Require absentee voters to submit their driver's license, state's ID, number. Yeah, I have to their use ballot. to um, go into a bar for the drive to buy a gun. It's it's just common sense to have. Shorten the window in which voters can request absentee ballots. Yeah, it's just common sense to have uh, ID before you vote. Exactly. You would, you Prevent would think. election officials from mailing absentee ballots until four weeks before the election, even though our mail system is horrible. Um, bar election officials from mailing unsolicited ballots, which I, uh, I kind of agree with. Yeah, Limiting the early voting habits. period to business hours, even though voting in any state or federally is still not a holiday, so you don't have that time off. Um, <laughs> right? Like the same logic why a kids... Lo- a lot of people give, like, a lot of... Places of work will usually give it off, though. Do you know that we're the only Voting's a priority? We're the only G eight country that doesn't have it as a national holiday. Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. We should have it as national. Mm-hmm. I think so too. I agree with you there. Wait, what? We're yeah, the I've only, been saying that vote? for a long time. Actually, we're we the only G eight country that doesn't have election day as a national holiday. I've been actually oh. saying this for a long time. So, if the election people actually cared about making it easier for us to vote, like I think you say that in the context of forgetting that this country was founded on no representation, taxation without representation, people having the right to vote. The whole thing in the 60s, women's suffrage, is all about people having access to the ballot box and their voices being heard. So in my opinion, I think we've had enough of voter suppression in our 200 plus years that we should just flip. I, I agree with putting the boat on dry dock. We've seen how voter suppression works. We've seen how the people have been stopped from voting. We've seen how states play with the voting rules. Let's open the well. Let's let the 16-year-olds vote. Let's see what the opposite happens. Because, yeah, how, how can it be worse than the no. thing that's been happening for the whole time that we always complain about? You're right. But I, I don't think that <laughs> right, 16 right, and 17 right. year olds would be a good idea to allow a vote. Absolutely not. 16, you can drive a car. Fundamental changes Wait, 16, like that. you can drive a car. 16, you can an commit adult. to a university if you you're play not, a sport. You're not an adult. Right? You're still not an adult. You're in an some adult. states, 16, you can start your sex change, but you can't. Oh, and in some states, you, can, you can't join, but you can sign up for the army, right? But you're still be not the an adult. ROTC, but you can't vote. You can't have you're a voice. You're not a legal adult yet. You can have a job and pay income tax, but you can't vote. You can't get married by yourself. You have to have parents' permission. Still, but you can get a job, even with your parents' permission. Okay, yes, getting, and pay a job, taxes getting a job is different. And than pay voting. taxes yes. like every other citizen, but you don't get a voice. 
Like every right, other citizen. Yes, and they're, they're not adults. I just, I don't agree with that. Okay. I don't think it's a good idea. Well, then they shouldn't be allowed to work then. I don't think it's... That, see, mm-hmm. voting and working is completely different. Well, they, they're paying taxes, right? Yes. They're a citizen and they pay taxes. They should also be able to buy a gun then. Yeah. I agree. I think, I, I do agree with that point. I think we should have one age for everything. I, I think that like scattering the ages like that is kind of confusing yeah, for a lot of people. You can use the logical fallacy. Oh, I can go into the army, so I should be able to drink and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it should be all one, one Yeah, I, I agree with that. that. No, if an 18-year-old is about to go to Fallujah, he should definitely be able to get a shot before he hops on that plane. But I think it would, I think it would be a better... <laughs> I, I, just, I just think it would be a better thing to raise the age rather than lower it. Get some more maturity. 16, I think, pushes wisdom. it too much. If we just made everything 18, that's why I would... Everything 18 every, or on. everything 21, just make it all the same. Back in here, guys. So we're uh, running on an hour and a half. Uh, I, I think we got time for one more topic if you guys want to hammer <laughs> Definitely. down on one. And uh, if any listeners, it's been like Put it on. eight, oh, nine day. people that have been rocking out Why with is us it doing that every all night time? on Facebook. Um, so if any of you guys want to call in and let oh, us know what you think, it's 701-213-0863. And I... Paul, I don't know if you see Eddie's comment, but can you like pin that as well so people can see it? Because I think he's like literally quoted just from the law about the whole policing thing. And I, I don't want to hold it, but what are you, who are you talking about? Short, short. I'll send you it right now. Are you, are you talking about that the the Warren versus District of Columbia? Well, I don't know. I, I, you have a reply to. Okay, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you directly. But yeah, you should pin that one because that would answer the question perfectly, honestly. Um, Okay, you're going to have to show me how to do that at some point in the future. I'm still new to this. <laughs> <laughs> FCC poll shows his age. <laughs> hey, I'll kick your ass in Mortal Kombat too. <laughs> you have to catch my ass first. I went to the gym yesterday, oh, today, the day before. Like, I'm just saying, you got to catch me first. I'll be out like Leo DiCaprio in that one movie. <laughs> catch me if you can. Yeah, that was the point. See, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Ben. There we go. Just one last thing. So yep. we kind of talked about this a little bit before the show, Ethan, but I kind of wanted you to just touch on your your ideology, what you believe. Like what is you, – you describe yourself as right-wing populist, right? Yes, correct. So – uh, what what is right wing populism? And for anybody who that doesn't is know? Ethan? And who <laughs> is Ethan Harsell? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> so can you just like go over like a general overview what what the difference between a libertarian versus a right wing populist versus a right wing authoritarian would be? Like, what makes a right wing populist a right wing populist? So in contrast to libertarianism, libertarianism is more like laissez faire capitalism, where populists would want regulation of the free market yeah sorry talk more into the mic just a little, yeah. little bit <laughs> yeah so if you didn't hear me i said laissez-faire is unregulated capitalism where right-wing populism cares about the american war- worker not being an expense to profits so so what kind of uh policies would be enacted to combat something like that so tariffs Workers' rights and things like that. Yeah, I've basically kinda, America first. Okay, yeah, and I, I'm all for America first. I do kind of run into some issues when it comes to trades and tariffs and stuff like that. Yeah, like I think pres- one thing President Trump did is he. Um, I understand the point of tariffs. I get what he's trying to do there, but the thing is, is we just kept 
taking the same things from the same places just at a higher cost. So I, I think I agree with his idea behind it. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it was executed. Like yes, it didn't execute the way that. he That's, wanted it to that be. That was my problem with the president because I agreed with his populism and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. But I didn't think he executed it in the correct fashion. Yeah. So what you, you talk about having uh, right wing populists caring about the American worker first. Mm-hmm. Yes. They should be put first. When you say that, it kind of sounds a lot like socialism. It's so, not. I, and I understand that. Obviously, it's not. But it's that's the, what it kind of sounds like. So what would that mean? has the same talking points as socialists. So that's why Bernie voters switched to Trump after Bernie lost. That's why. Because they have similar talking points. One is more just with religion. And the other is more like uh, uniting the workers, owning the means of production. Yeah. So – which so, I oppose. Workers should not be <coughs> protection. That's I agree stupid. with you 100 there. I think all profit should go to the business owner, the guy who is taking in the risk. So mm-hmm. I 100 agree with you there. Um, but what would be a policy that, say, maybe President Trump or someone has put into place that would be really putting the workers first and trying to make them feel more empowered? Mm-hmm. So I would say, in terms of tariffs, he declared on, he declared war in China, but he didn't follow through. If he actually declared war, be at war with China. Like mm-hmm. he sort of pussied out after a while. But. Yeah, I was I was very disappointed in President Trump mm-hmm. towards the uh, the end of his presidency. I'm not going to lie. I was TikTok, but didn't. I was very the thing that honestly pissed me off about the uh, the most about the Trump presidency was not freeing Julian Assange. Yeah, same. at the end of it, that that really kind of like set me off at the end. Mine of was him not freeing Mumia Jabulajar, but that's just my opinion. He hey, we got we got Lil Wayne and Kodak back though. That's all that matters. Yeah, he kept Wayne. Kodak is cool, though. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne's way past his time, unfortunately. Yeah, and Prophet, uh, when we talked after the show last week, did you say something about – you were talking about socialism last week on the show as far as, like, racial equality and racial equity. Would you not, – Not even in terms of racial equality, more so as combating classism as a whole. Um, would, so you would be a socialist, do you think? No, no, I'm not. I don't identify with any party. I tell them all the time. I am an anarchist. The only political beliefs I have outside of that is Black Lives Matter. Um, and we need to abolish police and abolish ICE and end the school to prison pipeline and end the, all the other to prison pipelines that exist in this country, unfortunately. Um, but I don't, I, I don't assign with any political party. My beliefs go with what I believe per the incident. So, yeah. And, yeah. Just, just going back, Ethan, FTP, all that I, stuff. I, but, um, I, those are the views of Profit McFly, not the views of Grand Forks BS. Just mine's. But I just uh, <laughs> like I, I want to talk a little more about populism. So I well, think I, I, I believe. Think, yeah. So if you want me to say this, I'm going to say I believe socialism is how you end some of those capitalistic structures that are exploited and exploit the worker and exploit the the little person that only benefit. I, the I don't think the capitalism exploits the worker. It, it really doesn't. It. It's a, it's all it's all consensual in my in my belief. You can't really be oppressed if you are going out and That's you are taking that. That's where I'm going to side with the socialist. Like capitalism's not a perfect system. And oh, I know we nothing need is to perfect. American workers yes. at all costs. That's where nationalism comes in. That's where government regulation comes in. Yeah, like, and, uh, that's and, 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 and like I think it goes past workers. If you want to know my honest opinion, it's not just people who are affected by the criminal justice system. It's it's healthcare. Like we live in an insurance for insurance or for a profit healthcare system. And imagine, just imagine, close your eyes for a second. And imagine if the doctors got, still lived their nice lives and had their nice cars, but did it because they wanted to be doctors and hospitals were free. 
I know you're gonna say three months and all that stuff, but just no bill, no worrying about oh, is that a cough or should I go in? I can just go. I can just make my appointment. And it's it's covered. My sounds taxes like, cover it. My life pays for it. Sounds like the Fed has a lot of printing to do. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe not. But again, I'm not asking you about the symptoms. I'm asking you about just that convenience, that one worry that you have every day going away. I'm a DJ. I don't get health insurance. My my insurance is winning a Grammy. You know what I mean? Like that's how that works. So. In reality, it would be nice to know. I, I can go to a hospital too. I mean, if you go privately, opts. Yeah, but same thing. Line. Then I'm paying a company, right? Like it, it's the same thing. Where well, we that's don't, what insurance we don't is. even need insurance if we have a socialized healthcare system. In reality, or we, don't we don't need to pay any companies a, to give us a, the option of cutting down the cost of our healthcare if we there's no cost for healthcare. No, I think it's we don't need a socialized healthcare system when we can have the insurance companies, like. The way insurance works for anybody that might not know, think of it as like a community, a community jar full of money. You pay into that money every every week, every month, however however it's long. It's also you called pay. a Ponzi scheme, but go ahead. No, no, but <laughs> so it's like yeah, putting in all your money into this bowl, and the entire neighbor say the entire neighborhood shares it, and they all contribute to it. So when somebody needs that, they are allowed to go take the money from the jar and go help themselves out because they were equally paying into it. But and the I community think, doesn't decide when someone dips in the jar. The people who own the jar and use that money to invest in other profit margins get to decide when someone dips in the jar, which means that they can decide not based on the relevance and necessity of the jar, but on their need to make more profit for the company and shareholders, which is... Exactly. That's what businesses are made for. Is yeah, but healthcare, profit. and that's my point. Healthcare isn't the business. It's healthcare. Education isn't the business. It's education. I, I just I don't I don't <laughs> rehabbing like people who like are criminal elements are, isn't a job. It's a you know I mean like then that's how we have to treat. Those I don't things. like the idea of government taking over the healthcare system. I think Canada has proved that it's very slow, very ineffective. The average wait time in Canada for their uh, socialized healthcare I think is seventeen. And weeks because we make fun of Canadians, because we make fun of Canadians, and we're such proud Americans, I think we can do better, right? I, I believe that. I, yeah, of course, we can always right. do better. I well, yeah, obviously, America number one. So I mean, America first. America yeah. first. But I'm saying, like, if if that's yeah. if that's your actual beliefs, then then do that, live that, make America first. Don't rely on some rich person to give you a handout when they feel like it, because it, it never works out that way. Mm-hmm. Well said. Yeah. All right. So well, we're almost running on two hours here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah actually, I have, I have to get out of here because I have time a, to wrap yeah, it up. Yeah. I think it's. Yeah. Gotta hop time. in a DJ Enjoy conference call because you know DJs are <laughs> starting to DJ again. But uh, Thank it was God. awesome to eat you, meet you, yeah. Ethan. Yeah, I almost said eat you, Ethan, but that's <laughs> <laughs> not. It was do awesome. That. Yeah, it was awesome to meet Save you. Save it for Ethan. after the podcast. Uh, yeah, Ben, this is a good one. Yes, uh, thank you. Always happy, Ben, for coming I like, on. I like I like Katie on the boards instead. Oh, of, do uh, I? I'm a little bit quicker. I'm a little bit quicker. I, I'm not I saying I, I. I just like Paul knowing what we're talking about and not being like, huh, 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 huh what, huh? That music. But oh, here. One more time. I don't know. I, I'm wondering. Oh, if the camera's coming. But before yeah. we got here, I know Paul wants to shout out. A sponsor. I can't even do it right from over here. <laughs> like, this is funny. He is, he's, just, he's cursed. He's oh, cursed. hold on, hold on. Let me switch it here. Um, you gotta Cheers. do some work. Over but I do want to thank you guys for tuning oh, no, in. That's working. I, I go by the name Prophet McFly. P R O F I T. Look at this view. Look at all see you guys next week. Yeah. Studio. You guys have a good one. I can't miss this conference call. Yeah. Love y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Like, share, repeat. Like, share, repeat. Yep.
All right. Thank you, everyone. Oh, hang on. We got Ben. We got to say one more thing. Just a reminder for everyone. We will be back on weekly Thursdays at 7 p.m. You can find us right where you're at right now if you're listening live or GF uh, Best Source. Yep. We are live every Thursday, 7 p.m. Grand Forks Best Source YouTube channel, Facebook. You can check. We're live everywhere. So, yeah. Don't forget to check out our other shows, too, on GFBS. Oh, yes, of course. All right. One really more time. quick shout out to <laughs> Notification District 6. Moonwalking yes, is available on Moonwalking. all streaming platforms. Hey, tell yeah, uh, tell Six if he wants to get a hold of me here. We can uh, we can play it on the show. We can do it like for an intro song oh, yeah. or something. I, don't think, I think it's already released, so it might be. Oh, is it copyright? He might have, yeah, he might have to give me that license proof and then deal with that whole. I'll explain it after. All right. I got to go. All right. Thanks for watching, guys. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us this evening, and we'll see you guys next Thursday. Have a great evening. Show anyway, got so much on my own I can throw